the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show. This is The Boys of Tech, episode number 232 for the week commencing Monday the 16th of September 2013. My name is Edwin Herman. I'm joined over Skype by Ben Sunko. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks, Ed. Ben, how was the week? I understand you were playing Diablo over the weekend? Yeah, I'm kind of addicted to Diablo. And, um, and you've it's... got like how many characters? Uh, I've got well. I've just leveled up my last character to level sixty. So, I've got the the five characters at level sixty achievement, which is which is nice. So it shows a bit of dedication. Would you have overtaken Brett, our, our you know other panelist, because he's into Diablo as well, isn't he? He he stopped playing a long time ago. He he went very hard at the start when it first came out. But he he's a proper gamer. He plays lots of games, whereas I play just one game and play it a lot. Ah, that sounds like me. Uh, there's only one game that I really play. And, and <laughs> it's the bus one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? You know what? I'd love, I'd love to say yes this time, but actually, I've moved on from the the bus one. <laughs> I, I am looking at another bus one, but <laughs> believe it or not, that's more realistic. But uh, no, it's actually um, an online one. It's uh, Modern Combat Domination. Uh, oh, really? It's not very well known, but it's it's. I love it. Is it's, it a first person shooter? Or yeah, like, yeah, and online oh, okay. only. I, I wouldn't have thought you'd be into that. Oh yeah, no, I I, I do. I, I liked. Uh, I also like Medal of Honor. Okay. I can't remember which version I played, but I played Medal of Honor back in two thousand and four, maybe around okay. that time. And uh, yeah, really loved it. Absolutely loved it. I I really liked both uh, the the single player, you know, the missions that you do offline. Yeah. And also the online play was really good as well. Yeah, I've been to a few lands and played Battlefield 2 sessions and they're really fun, but I'm not very good. Mm, well, I don't think I was partic- particularly good myself, but hey, I enjoyed it. So so you've been going uh, hard out playing uh, Diablo? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, trying to get all the achievements now. Um, and next year there's going to be an expansion, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be even more fun. So yeah, I've got five level sixty characters, and one of them's got ninety six paragon levels. So that's pretty good. You oh, can get to a hundred. That's a marathon, really, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's got over seven hundred hours on him, I think. Wow, something like that. It's good value for money. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one thing. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. 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 You know what I discovered over the weekend? I finally got up with the play on this whole blurred lines thing. You know, I, I even, you know, I even, I must confess, like weeks ago, I downloaded Blurred Lines from the, the music companies from my radio station. They send you songs and I downloaded that from their service and I sort of parked it, you know, on my computer ready to upload to my playlist. I hadn't even heard of it then. It was just, you know, I previewed it like I preview all the songs I get. I get about two dozen songs a week. Had a listen. Oh, that sounds good. Download, you know, like any other. And then this was before the whole Blurred Lines thing came out because they kind of released these to radio really early. And then everyone was going, on about those blurred lines and I finally 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 got up with the play on this whole thing this weekend I watched the official video 
There's also a feminist uh, parody video. I don't know if you've seen that one. No. That, that's actually, <laughs> I must say, it's actually really well done. And then, of course, there's the whole Miley Cyrus thing. That's, that's, that's the first time I heard of them. Um, it's the only <laughs> time I've heard that song, I think, in its entirety. <laughs> well, I had to go watch that video as well. And I understand there's another video, and another official, there's two official videos. Um, uh, th- there's the standard one, and then there's the mm, sort of risque one, if you like, uh, which I haven't yet seen. Uh, but um, I, look, I've got to say, Ben, you, you're addicted to Diablo. I'm addicted to Blurred Lines. I had that thing on repeat eleven times in the car the other day. So how many, um, like how many actual songs do they have, or is it just that one? No, no, it's just it's just a one song, uh, and various people doing things to the, you know. Yeah, but the like, have they released an album, or like how how long have they been around? Oh, for? I mean, this is Robin Thicke featuring the other two guys. I can't remember their names, Farrell and Ti. I think it is. But uh, look, I I don't know. I you see, I get the songs. I get them as singles. Oh, really? Is are those uh, Farrell and Ti in it? Yeah. There's actually there's that. two no there's two yeah so there's two versions there's the no rap version which I prefer not because I don't like rap I like rap in some songs but in this case I actually quite like the the sort of uh, the singing part of it more so there's two versions they've got one, the standard version which has Ti and Farrell and then the other one um, with with no rap so just just one of them so Blurred Lines is a group or no no Blurred Lines is the song oh is that oh that's uh, the name of the song and, and oh, Robin okay. it's Robin Thicke. Oh, see, I thought he was in a group called Blurred Lines. Oh, like yeah, that. no, oh. I see. Yeah, no, no. Actually, it does, uh, look, I must say, it kind of does sound like the name of a band. In fact, it'd be a good name for a band. Well, it would have been until until now, really. <laughs> sure. He could still start a band, I guess. Oh, I guess he could. Do you know what? He, Robin Thicke, looks to me so much like Simon Cowell. Don't you think? Um... I don't really know what he looked. I've only seen him once. You know, I, so. I had to Google this just to confirm that it wasn't me. I, I, I Googled uh, Robin Thicke, Simon Cowell, and sure enough, there's a lot of other people asking the same thing. These people that think he's the same guy in a different character. It's not really a um, compliment, is it? <laughs> I guess not. Um, I mean, but, <laughs> well, no, Simon I, look, I don't Cowell's mind Simon. Horrible. No, well, I don't mind him actually. I, I, I do quite like him in a strange sort of a way. Oh, no. In the same way that I love the politician Winston Peters here in New Zealand. I, I don't really necessarily agree with him politically, but I love the guy. I'd love to go for a beer with him after work. Winston Peters I can get, Simon Cowell, no. Really? No. I'd like to go for no. a drink with Simon Cowell. No, not even slightly, eh? <laughs> a lot of people don't like him. You're not the only one. A lot of people don't like him, but um, anyway. There you go. So I'm up with the play almost. I've just got to see the uh, the risque version of the video, which I haven't seen yet. But then I'll be totally up with it on this whole Blurred Lines thing. And I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. It's I've, I had well, it playing while I was out in the shed uh, painting my, my daughter's um, bookcase that I built. I, so I, how long do you think this is going to last for, though? Like, this phase? Yeah, I can't imagine it'll last very long. Surely. Well, look, if it's like anything else in the past, it'll probably last a couple of months. I'll be like this for a couple of months. I'll be probably, really yeah. a couple of months. Mm, that's usually me. Yep. Far out. And then it fades away to, I'll listen to it once every so often, as often as I would any other song. But yeah, I'll, while it's on repeat, it's yeah. Because I was listening to yep. the song Vol- uh, by Volbeat, Lola Montez, that and I, I'm, I was hooked on then. I'm still am. I'm just on the on the downward slide of that towards the end and that was a couple of months ago when I started so yeah I don't really get fixated on a single song like that you don't? Uh, no I'm sort of, I listen to a lot of different music and 
there's no way I'd listen to one song. Like I get fixated on a song, I'd listen to maybe twice in one day at the most, sort of thing. Like, yeah, what about Call Me? Call much. Me Maybe. You must have been hooked on that. Sorry, what? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> what, what, what is the? Carly, is that Justin Bieber? No, Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, same thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I know. Look, I know where you're coming from. I've had these conversations before as well. I don't necessarily agree with that because I do. You know, I'm getting. It's funny because for a while I didn't like pop music much at all, and and I I, I preferred rock. Um, you know, alternative rock and, and, and stadium rock, that kind of stuff, which to some people is still pop. But uh, on the grand scheme of things, it, there is a difference. And, and now I'm finding these more and more pop songs, you know, on the charts that I really like. Mm. Yeah, I'm not really pop. Um, but I mean, one thing you do have is you had a lot of the, a lot of the big DJs from like the, you know, the turn of the millennium around 2000 like the Paul Van Dykes and Timo Mouse and those sorts of people they're making a lot of the music for these pop groups so they're, produ- they're producing I'll, yeah I'll, that's right mm. yeah so I'll hear a song and I'm like this sounds amazing and then someone will start singing and I'm going this sounds horrible and it's like <laughs> it's because someone good has made the music but the person singing it is just oh some, I see you know just some generic TV show winner or I don't know whatever um so yeah, I'm not really a big fan. I like my my dubstep, my reggae. Uh, oh, okay. I'll I'll I'm in yeah. I'm in there with you with reggae. Oh yeah, I love a bit it, of reggae. Everything sounds better in reggae. Mm, definitely. Mm. All right, it's not a music uh, show though, is it, Ben? I guess we should be talking tech, shouldn't we? Should we get into some of those tech stories? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so I uh, look, we 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 can't not talk about the 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 biggest story this week or biggest announcement I should say this week and that is of course Apple's event it's finally revealed the rumors were absolutely spot on. Uh first up they've announced the iPhone 5C and the iPhone 5S. Now just a quick summary the 5C is the what I call the consumer version C for consumer it doesn't really mean that but uh so it's <laughs> it's got five different it might be C for something else. Cheap. <laughs> Crappy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All that, yeah. So anyway, it's plastic. It's uh, five different colors. And the 5S, uh, S I call serious. Uh, but anyway, it's um, that's sort of the more upmarket and it costs more. And they come in three colors, space gray, uh, silver and – no, space gray – Gold. What was the other color? I forget now. But gold was definitely one of them. That was kind of the Gold, the highlight. silver, gray, I think. I was gold, silver, gold. grey, was it? Okay. Mm. Yeah, space grey. Space grey. And gray. space silver and space gold. <laughs> Whatever that <laughs> means, yeah. So anyway, look, let's just go through some of the, uh, uh, just a, a quick rundown. Because I, look, I'm kind of excited about this because I think I'm closer to being an iPhone person than I was. Because now there's a choice and I would go for the iPhone 5C. I'd pick one of the colours. So here we, here we go. The 5C is built as a single unibody plastic hard-coated polycarbonate. Obviously glass on, on, on the front, but you know the rest is, is what I just said. Uh, and here's a cool thing. The colour the color theme of your phone, so if your phone's blue, for example, you can switch that to blue across the whole, the whole software. The whole software, ha- you know, the, the iOS. Uh, will take on that blue blue theme, so it kind of matches, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is kind of neat. Mm. And and so you now have got you can kind of it's a bit like what they did with the IMAX, although that didn't go into the operating system; that was just the outside. But you can kind of imagine that it's it's a little bit when they brought out those colours. That was kind of a big thing for for you know personal computing at the time, wasn't it? Mm. 
they've also brought out these custom cases, which uh, you got to see them really. I, I can't describe them very well on an audio podcast, but they have these, um, they've got these sort of cutout holes, if you like. And the idea is that you can, you don't generally get the, the case that's the color of your phone. You get a, a contrasting color. So you've got all these different combinations, uh, 30 different combinations or whatever it is of two color contrast. So you're looking forward to this? I, I kind of am. Uh, I think it'll still be because uh, I am a kind of a dumb phone sort of a guy. I I said I was closer to the iPhone, you know, the iPhone 5C than I was any of the previous iPhones, but I don't know if it's close enough. The, pri- the thing is they haven't announced pricing for New Zealand yet or dates either because it's initially going to be released to only, I think, is it nine countries? Uh, are they focusing on like the third world market? Well, uh, no, no. Uh, well, no. There's although having said that, there is China in there. Not that the third world, but China features for the first time. This is the first. Well, what one, are they? I think that's. Wouldn't they be second world? Are they? I don't know. Isn't China a second world country? I, I honestly don't know. Um, you know what? We're going to have to Google this. We're going to have to do this yeah. live. Let's have a look. Chi- yes. Go to the Google machine. Yep, it is China, Cuba, Laos, uh, North Korea, Vietnam, Laos, Laos, second world. I think so. Did I read that correctly? Let me just check. Let me actually go to the article instead of reading the <laughs> the preview in the in the search results because sometimes there's the word not at the beginning that you don't see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Second world country. It's a second world country. So here's the okay. thing though, Ben. For the first time, China has featured on the list of countries uh, for the first release. Well, that, yeah, that is interesting. Is that a focus for them? Well, it was long rumoured that Apple were, were going to focus on China and compete hard in China. Uh, well, so this is the way to do it, isn't it, with a, a cheaper phone? It is. It is indeed. Um, by the way, they've gone to four-inch display. I think, weren't they three and a half previously? I think. I don't know. I'd have to check. I'm not a, not an I'm iPhone not an Apple guy. person. Yep. No. Um, it has the A6 chip. So Apple have produced uh, the A6 chip, the A7 chip as well, which is in the iPhone 5S, which I'll talk about in a second. Now, here's the thing. There's a couple of world firsts um, coming up. Uh, for the iPhone 5C, that is, it is the phone, the smartphone that supports the most LTE bands in the world. Supports more than any other smartphone. Oh, because I'm constantly complaining about my lack of LTE band support <laughs> on my phone. Ben, you know what it means. It means you can take it anywhere in the world. I know it's not a selling point, but it's kind of it's nice to know. You know, you can go yeah, to yeah. Timbuktu and use it probably. Sure. Hmm. They have a good cell phone network there, I'm sure. Well, actually, here's the thing, and it's funny you say that because in Africa, I was just reading some a while ago that uh, they've really kind of skipped the. Uh, you know, like cable one phase. And, yeah, uh, exactly. They've skipped yeah, that whole. Gone straight to wireless. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of a bit like that with um, video content. I skipped the VHS stage and went from. I mean, my, my dad had a film project actually, which is kind of cool, and I uh, went from that to um, to DVD. I never had a VHS player. There was it's, 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 for quite a long time. Yeah, I know, and it's a it's a big stage to to, to skip. So I, I missed out a little bit, if you like. But uh, like you never had a VHS. No, never. Not me. Not my like, my ne- parents. No, never. How 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 is that possible? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just they never had one. And I when I got to eighteen and left home, I never really bought one. And I don't wow. know. And eventually, DVD sort of came popular and bought it. Well, actually, no, I didn't buy it. I, I won it off the radio. That's another story. There, 
<laughs> oh god! <laughs> they, had, they, they were giving away all these um, DVD players. I think one uh, a month, and if I got one, and then everyone else, all my colleagues at work, wanted one, and so I managed to <laughs> to get them one, and then the next colleague wanted one. So there were six or seven of us out of thirty that won these DVD players, all from our workplace. From what radio was it? Uh, it was from Classic Hits, I think. It was just how a. Did you, it, it was how a, did you scam the system? How do I scam the system? Redial. It's it's called fast. What they do? Google. Here's the thing. Here's how it went. This was back in just to set the scene. It was back in 2003, maybe around that time. And they had this competition where uh, at a given time you're told to listen, and then they speak some lyrics. They they give you a couple of lines. Like if it was blurred line. Actually, no. I better not do blurred lines on here. <laughs> Anyway, they speak some lyrics, a couple of lines from some lyrics, and you have to phone in and be the ninth caller. When you're the ninth caller, you get to to say, you know, you, you, you say what you think the lyrics are, are from. You have to get the artist and the title correct. And if you get it wrong, they just take the next caller and the next caller and the next caller. And, of course, I had my phone. I had I had Google at the ready or Alta Vista or whatever it was at the time. And that's what I used. I just Googled those phrases that they put out and... I didn't always get caller nine. Often I was ten and or eleven or twelve, and the previous callers got got the answer wrong, and then I'd win. Far out! That's mm. <laughs> that's crazy that you won that many times. Though. Yeah, six times exactly. Yeah, six. Did or they recognise your voice? Well, no, because it would be as soon as I, so as soon as my phone got through, I put up my hand, and that what whoever's turn it was, if you like to win, would come to the <laughs> to, to my phone. <laughs> Such a scam. <laughs> well, well, I mean. You can call it a scam if you like, but I I was I call it crafty. <laughs> it was definitely crafty. Blurred lines, Ben. Blurred lines, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Anyway, so that's how that worked, and and so everyone had a turn at winning. Um, yeah. Anyway, how do we get onto this? Um, oh yeah, back to the iPhones. So that was the iPhone five C. By the way, the sixteen gig uh, will be priced on a two year contract, ninety nine dollars. So not really. All that cheap, if you you know, is often, that New Zealand, is that New Zealand price? no, this is US pricing. You um, there's nothing for New Zealand just yet on a two year contract. Because mm. so, yeah, often you can like, get stuff for a lot less or even free on a two year contract. Oh yeah, yeah, you get big discounts. Yeah, so nice. So like, what I'm getting at is what's going to be the the full price. I I'm guessing it'll be close to what we currently have for the iPhones or or you know up there anyway. Now the iPhone. Yeah. The iPhone 5S is not plastic. It's made of aluminium. There are uh, those three colours we read out before. Here's the other thing, Ben. You've probably read about this. It has the biometric fingerprint reader on the home button, and you can choose to unlock your phone using your fingerprint. It's Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's never really taken off, has it, the old fingerprint reader? Not really, not mainstream. Uh, but the uh, NSA sure will love it. <laughs> laptops have had them, and you just, yeah, I just... I never find them that great. No, the only the only place where I can maybe see this taking off big time is perhaps uh, as as part of a, you know a corporate phones where it's enforced by the company. They say if you if you're taking your iPhone away, with you know if you're taking your iPhone with you, you have to. We're, we're going to enforce if you like the setting for biometric scanning. Maybe I mean if it works well, if it's if it's a high enough quality, it's great. I guess. Yeah, at least the good thing is that it's optional. You don't have to use it. You can either go for a, a passcode or a password, as you can currently with the the iPhone. 
Mm. Mm. But now it's got this additional thing as well. And by the way, interestingly enough, the fingerprint reader can also be used to authenticate against iTunes when making purchases. So, uh, you know, rather than having to click through and authenticate using the old-fashioned way. Well, that's, that's good if somebody, you know, if you get someone's phone and you've got their, their fingerprint somehow, you really want to be able to exploit it properly. <laughs> but how are you going to get their fingerprint? That's well, a- if, there's a, if there's a bug in the software or who knows. Like maybe there's a skeleton fingerprint that you can use. The thing has been, if you've got their password and if they've used, if if they are using a password, not a pass uh, code, if that password is the same as the iTunes, and you can bet your bottom dollar a lot of people do do that, then I mean it's the same thing really. Mm. Now here's the other thing: another world first iPhone 5s, the first 64-bit smartphone in the world. Although I think Samsung are announcing that they'll be releasing a 64-bit phone uh, eventually as well. That is quite cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, you know, it's it's you're gonna need it um, eventually. Two hundred and fifty hours standby. Can you believe that, Ben? No, I can't. That just seems that seems amazing. Um, seems, yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, because that's like over ten days. I mean, dumb phones usually go for that long. Yeah, Smartphones not that's not, old school stuff. That's yeah. not. Like, is that with no Bluetooth on and no Wi-Fi searching and yeah, look, it, receiving it, it, no calls? And yeah, of course it will be. Yeah, it will. It'll be best conditions. So it'll be everything switched off. Well, the, the phone's on, but you know everything else, all the features like Bluetooth and wireless, as you said, switched off, and probably also full bars for reception. Yeah, and held in a room at like twenty-two degrees Celsius. Actually, probably, probably, yeah. But having said that. Having said that, here's here's what really matters, and that is that all the manufacturers out there have the same criteria for for the standby times that they provide. So if you see something that says 250 hours, even if it's not 250 hours, uh, you know that's going to be twice as long as, say, a Samsung phone advertises at 125 hours. You know whatever well, the real time is, it's going to be twice that. Like if, if it's got a 64-bit processor, it's going to be requiring more power to generate it, in which case it's going to chew through the battery quicker than um, a, a phone with a lighter processor. Well, not if, so it's n- not, necessarily well, not if the vendor's given that standby time. If, sa- if Samsung... Yeah, but if they've got a standby time, which means it's when everything's powered down, that doesn't mean it's going to chew through the battery the same way. It could have a 250 oh, I see. standby, when it's, but when it's actually yeah. going, it only lasts for two, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, or, two, or 20 hours, whereas uh, Samsung, which has less power, is going to, you know, that say that's 150 hours standby, but when you're actually using it, you're only, you know, you're at, say, 70 or 80 hours. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, when, when, when you've actually got the... Features turned on, absolutely. Yep. Mm. So it depends on the, the current draw on, of the device. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, also, now the camera, this is the thing. It's got this amazing, well, amazing for a smartphone camera. It's got multiple focus zones, in fact, 15 of them, which is kind of cool. And here's the thing. It doesn't just take a, a shot. It's got some software smarts, uh, which when you take a photo, it takes multiple photos the software analyzes which is the best one and looks at a whole bunch of, they didn't go into all the details, but they listed a few things like contrast and focus and sharpness. And then it presents the best one and says, here's your shot. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And also, Especially if it works well. Yeah. Um, and look, you can bet your bottom dollar there'll be people analyzing this. Um, in fact, it's had some good reviews from uh, someone released, I can't remember where it is now, a, a sort of a, a photographer's take on the iPhone 5S camera. And they were impressed. Uh, now that's only one review, but uh, things are looking good for it. Hmm. 
also the flash uh, dynamically changes its color based on amb- on the ambient light. It's, so it's got two LEDs. It's got a white one and an amber one, and of course it uses you know one or more of the other uh, depending on the situation. It's mm, interesting. Mm. Okay. And currently, that's also supposedly a, a, a first for for smartphone cameras. Is that a good thing? I don't know. In fact, it's, it's world first for any camera. Well, yeah, it's like, is it actually a good thing? Yeah, or is know. it just a marketing gimmick? I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like the Amber ones were cheaper, they chucked them in there and like, okay, this is now a selling point. Like, I, I just have no idea. I don't know. Uh, look, who knows? Um, look, people people will take this to take this to pieces and, and analyze it when, when the phones come out, when they're on the market. You can bet your bottom dollar and uh, then we'll find out what, what people you know, really say after they test them. Um, it's got burst mode, so you hold the shutter down, the you know the uh, the shutter button down, and it'll shoot at ten photos a second while doing that. It's got a hundred and twenty frame per second slow mo, mm. and that phone is priced at one ninety nine on a two year contract. That's the sixteen gig, the smallest version. Which is basically, we're not going to tell you the price. Well, of the of the others. Well. One ninety nine and two year contract. Two year contract with who? Like, like we were talking about before, the subsidy that the phone company's paying. Like, just tell us how much the actual oh, phone costs. Oh, to buy costs. outright. Yeah, we don't yeah, know. Just we don't know, know what it costs. Yeah, like, we don't know. Yeah, but the thing, yeah, well, the thing is, it's going to vary in different markets, I guess, as well. So uh, let, let's wait and see. But yeah, anyway, it's twice as expensive on a two year contract uh, compared to the iPhone five S, and that's pretty much a summary. I don't think I don't know. Have you got anything else to add about these? Are you excited about these? No. Because <laughs> you can't SSH into them, right, Ben? <laughs> Just, I'm not an Apple person. But yes, that's part of the reason. <laughs> but I'm, I know that I'm pretty lucky with my phone. Yeah, that you've got a, a kind of a cool cool feature there, feature set. Yeah. Uh, actually, by the way, I forgot to say, the nine countries are going to release in, uh, in the next uh, week or, a week or week or two. Uh, the rest of the world follows in December. So in theory, we should find out about New Zealand pricing in December. Cool. Now, the other thing they announced, uh, I don't know if you caught this, Ben, was uh, iOS 7. This is kind of interesting. I thought iOS 7 is going to be a free upgrade. It's a whole new operating system. It's It looks different as well. It's had a, a, a cosmetic makeover, if you like, uh, as well as an architectural rework. And it's going to be free. Because they normally sell their operating systems, don't they? Uh, they do. They do. Uh, yeah. Yep. I wonder what their motivation is. I wonder if um, not enough people upgrade and they have to support different versions for too long. Or I wonder what their reasoning is. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if that would be the reasoning, and I say that because the old um, it will work. Oh, I haven't got the list in front of me, but it does work on a. Uh, hang on, I'll go back a sec. But iOS seven will work on a bunch of uh, different devices, but not as far back as, say, for example, the iPhone three GS. So, mm. and that's. Um, what I'm getting at is that's kind of what they probably don't want to support. But um, look, I, I don't I'd know. I'd be but surprised it's if they do support a three GS. I'm sure it's in the just out in the ether now. It's up to you. Well, actually, that's the thing. The extended warranties only last for three years, I think. Anyway, so when did the three GS come out? Much, like? much longer than that, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I'm just trying to think. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, and also, as part of iOS seven. Keynote, Pages, Numbers, iMovie, and I've written iPhone here, but this is this, that doesn't make sense. That's a mistake. iMovie and what's the other one? Oh, someone help me out here. Keynote, Pages, Numbers, 
iMovie and one other i iTunes. Is I no no I no it's not iTunes. It's i something is free on the on iOS on new iOS devices. Because those I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. But anyway, what's interesting there is, of course, they sell keynote traditionally. They sell pages and sell numbers. That's your productivity suite. And then uh, you've got iMovie and the i something else, which I can't for the life of me think what it is. And that's free, um, going to be free on new iOS devices. Still a paid download if you want to install it on your existing iOS device. Okay. I don't know what any of that stuff is, so okay. <laughs> you don't work in the Apple world at all, do you? <laughs> no, no. All right, let's leave that there. Anyway, because that's pretty much the, the a summary of Apple's announcement. Now, Ben, this next story will be something that interests you, I think, and probably in a way not perhaps it won't surprise you, and that is that the NSA apparently disguised itself as Google, and I say that in a sort of as with an electronic metaphor there, to spy on other people and obtain their data. That doesn't surprise me, no. Mm. Mm. Well, I do wonder exactly how they did it. Like, are they getting in with DNS providers or like, how, yeah. Yeah, because I wondered that as well. Because they, they conducted... So it, sounds like DNA, it sounds like DNS hacking, basically. Well, obviously there's more than that, but that's... I, I wondered how they got the person... Because what they did is they did a man-in-the-middle attack, right? And how did they get the remote computer to trust the NSA server? Well, they created fake, uh, obviously hacked, you know, security certificates that pose as Google certs. Uh, so the, the remote computer trusts that because the remote computer thinks it's Google, has been told to trust Google, and of course is really now talking to the NSA server. Now, how do they but you get... Still have to, you still have to direct the traffic ex- there. So exactly. That's the what I was going to... do that yeah. is to do the DNS hacking. So... Every time you look up a name, you get an IP address that tells you where the actual server is. If you can get into the the DNS system itself that that resolves names to numbers, then you can tell someone that the actual site is wherever you want. So if you've created a a new front end for a site, you intercept the DNS, direct it to this front end. That front end actually sends the searches back to Google. Google returns the searches to the front end, which then returns it back to the user. But the key is getting into that DNS. Um, and that's the bit that would be interesting to find out how they did it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wondered the, exactly the same thing. How did they get that computer to talk to their server in the first place? Was it by DNS? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but as far as the big picture goes, I'm kind of not surprised. We we know what the NSA's been up to. We always suspected it for a while. We know now, thanks to Edward Snowden, who's leaked a whole bunch of data on what they're doing. And in a way, this really doesn't surprise me at all. No, I'm pretty sure American um, data centers have to have like a cabinet set aside for NSA gear and they get to, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, I think they actually legally have to, um, like not even joking, like I think that is a, a stipulation. Well, um, I'd be very surprised if the NSA wanted to tell you how's their gear in, in those, because I mean, uh, that's uh, too much no, of a that's, risk. That's, that's their snooping gear. Like every data center has NSA snooping gear oh, I see in what you the mean, data yeah. center mm. itself. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'd heard, but uh, yeah, who knows? Well, look, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And certainly what really frustrated some companies like Google, for example, was that the laws of the states are that when the NSA come knocking on Google's door, or any of the other companies' door for that matter, but, you know, the likes of Google, Microsoft, and uh, and Apple, when they knock on their door and say, look, we want this data, give, give us all this data, they not only have to comply, but they're not allowed to talk about it. They're not allowed to tell their customers that the NSA has been asking for, for data. 
So, and, and it's really frustrating. And now that it's been leaked, it's kind of like a weight off their shoulders because I think it's what they wanted to tell the world for a while, especially Google. Google would, would really have loved to tell their, their users, look, the NSA are taking your data from us and we have to give it to them and we're sorry, but that's we're obliged. But they're not even allowed to say that. Mm. Well, potentially Google's been complicit in the whole thing. Then maybe, well, no, maybe they've di- been directing some people to, you know, NSA front ends. Oh, okay. Well, if well, the thing is, complicit. Well, depends. If if they're doing it because they have to under the American law, you can't really fault them for that. If if the, if their hands have been forced, if they're doing it as because they're going over and above, then yeah, they'd be complicit. And is that happening? Well, uh, who who really knows. Mm. Mm. But, but even the, if they're complying, even if they're complying with American law and providing the data or providing the means, they're being complicit, aren't they? Well, they're complying Just with requests, the but I, I wouldn't call it complicit. Yeah. To, to me, really? well, it's not an English podcast either. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where's our grammar? Our grammar police here. Um, I, I don't know. They're, they're certainly look. They're certainly helping the NSA achieve the goal, but. Possibly only because they have to, because they're forced to by law. I don't know. Mm. Depends how you you look at it. Mm. So anyway, this hasn't really surprised me, but it's nice to, I guess, get that confirmation. Uh, And you can see why Edward Snowden is a wanted man. Mm. Yep, you can't be telling people secrets. It's not on. (laughs) No, exactly. All right, now another. Uh, here's a funny story. I love this one. I absolutely love these sorts of stories. United Airlines, their website where you can book flights, had a bit of a, a bug in it, which caused a whole bunch of flights to be priced at zero dollars for about an hour or so. And yes, a bunch of people snapped up those flights. And guess what? United Airlines have said they will honour that price. I find that really surprising, eh? That they're actually going to honour it. Yeah, I, I look. I I think they that I'm no lawyer, but I believe that they've got a right to say no. There was, you know, that that was clearly an error. We don't ha- have to honour them, but they're doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah, or the good. And thing. I'm sure they could they could mess people around anyway. Like going, oh no, that flight that you booked your tickets on cancelled, so this is now transferable, but it's only transferable for the face value of the ticket. Therefore, you have no value. I'm sure they would. Be yeah, able they, to they could have used something sneaky like that. Yeah, exactly. But the thing yeah. is, here's the thing: they haven't. So good on them, eh? Good on them. And I was just thinking about now, now to put on my tinfoil hat. Um, say, say you are that company, and you think, okay, and we need we need a publicity campaign. Let's <laughs> choose. Let's choose ten, twenty tickets, and we'll zero out the cost. Total cost to us is going to be what maximum ten grand, maybe, probably not even that. So you put this ten grand, you do this, and then word gets out, and that's a lot of publicity for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Maybe there's something there, but would you really think that when someone goes on that website, doesn't get the flight because the error has been corrected? And by the way, the website was out for an hour after that, uh, after that one, initial one hour of zero dollar flights. So when you finally log onto that site and everything's been corrected, you're not going to suddenly decide, oh, well, I'm here, I'll actually buy a flight, would you? Would, so in other words, would it work? I, I can't see it working. No, no, not for those people. I mean, it's it's advertising. We're talking about it now. That's what I mean as far as like, would we be talking about United Airlines? I, I don't think so. 
Oh, I see. Like, so, so brand like, why awareness. Why would it even so, be on our radar? So like, we're talking brand. brand yeah. Okay. Brand so, awareness. Yeah. Like yeah. just, mm. um, just a media bomb, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, could could have been, could have been. They could have staged it as a, you know, made it look like an error, and it wasn't. It's, I mean, it's cheap to get your name out there, and it's not really that bad publicity. If anything, it's shining a positive light on you as a company. It's, yeah, if you're, they honour it, exactly. You know, these things happen, and look how we've dealt with it. We're the great company. I mean, <laughs> okay. well, you know, Ben, that's an interesting viewpoint, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you come up with that because I wouldn't have thought of that. And perhaps you're uh, right. Probably Who no knows? one would. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, that's that's why, well, that's why we have you and Brett on the show, don't we? Uh, so anyway, uh, um, United Airlines say it was due to a programming error. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> advertising campaign. <laughs> programming error equals advertising campaign, says Ben. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Possible. It's possible. All right, tell you what, we've got one New Zealand story to talk about, and we'll do that right after this little musical ditty. Don't go away. Welcome back. Now, New Zealand's finally going to get curved television technology. It's not cheap, but uh, LG has launched a range of uh, TVs, and among the range is an ergonomic curved organic light-emitting diode television. Hmm. Do you yeah, know what I'm the point? This is this is going to be like the 4K, one of the 4K TVs, I'm assuming. Ah, uh, look, you know what? I haven't got the full stats in front of me, but you'd, you'd expect it to be. Or maybe not. Yeah, the, Actually, I don't know. The OLED. Yeah. Actually, I don't know now, Ben. I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it, it's it's not even. I don't know. Because if it's, it's not, I don't, re- I don't know that I really see the attraction. Um, but it's curved. Obviously, I'd want it's to curved. S- so? <laughs> so what? I remember when flat screen was a selling was, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's because they were curved the wrong way. That's why. Oh, okay. They were convex. So, gonna, and that, so that, after the curved screen is worn off, it's going to be flat screen. But it was flat the wrong way before. Now it's flat the right way. <laughs> oh, you're so cynical. Now, look, the, the thing is, this comes with a very hefty price tag as well. $17,000 it's going to cost you for one of these. Would you buy one? No. Not even no. not even to show off to your mates. I've got one of the few curved televisions in the country. No. I've got a <laughs> got a nice TV. <laughs> That's fine for me. I'm perfectly happy with it. Hey look, I'll tell you what, I have a curved TV in my lounge. It's a twenty one inch CRT. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. <laughs> I do. My my wife will confirm this. It I, I do. I've got a twenty one inch. Well, it might even be 20 inch, I don't know, um, curved, uh, you know, sorry, CRT t- television. That's what we have. Does the, does the power plug, even, is it even compatible with like my <laughs> oh, power plug? Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. Is wow. it colour? And yes, it's colour, by the way. <laughs> and it, it has a, a remote, remote control. control? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, does it have any inputs at all? It does, actually. It's got uh, two inputs, yeah. Two, um, it's got a... A composite. It's got right com- <laughs> no, no, it's got composite and stereo, and it's got two lots of those. Yeah. Oh, so wow. yeah, no, no, it's it's not too bad, and it's got um, the magic eye thing. So as the as it gets brighter, as the, you know, ambient brightness becomes brighter, the television brightness goes up as well. So you know, when it gets dark and stuff, you're not looking at this hugely bright screen. So that's that's kind of nice. It's got some cool features. Okay, I like it. 
I've got a 55-inch Sony LED. Yeah, all right. Quiet now. Um, <laughs> 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 look, are we, we're in, look, just, to, just to explain this, we are going to get a, a real television, if you like, uh, uh, soon, eventually, probably within the next year or two. Well, maybe Before 2020. Before 20, yeah, well, now, now. Um, no, the, the reason we haven't is... Don't is, hurry, <laughs> The reason we haven't is we're going to reconfigure our lounge and at the moment we've got small kids or we had small kids that were young and they'd go up and touch the TV and I've seen other people's places where they've got these horrible finger marks and we thought, well, while the kids are young and and stuff, we're going to just stick with the CRT. We're going to reconfigure the lounge right around. The TV's going to go in a, in a different place and that's going to be a wall-mounted flat you know, panel modern television. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So that's our story. Well, that's, that's a good day to look forward to. Yeah, I must say it's kind of a little overdue. I mean, there's not many people still watching CRT things, are they? Are they? No, no, not at all. In fact, I could probably donate it to a museum soon. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone else would want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could just think even the EJ collections. I say, what is that thing? We don't collect yeah, those. What, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> this is EJ collection, not D Day. Anyway, um. <laughs> On that note, Ben, I think we should end, end the, the show there. But um, actually, we didn't say much about this this television other than it, it is now going to be available. All, all we know about it is that it's curved. It's curved. And it costs a lot. And it costs a lot. And it's, well, and, and yeah. it's LG and it's made, it's handmade and made to order. Is LG a selling point? Like, Didn't LG used to be pretty rubbish? Well, you know what? You know what? I When I was looking at some whiteware about, was it a year ago? It was about a year ago. I was looking at some whiteware. And uh, I, I managed to talk to the guy about televisions because, you know, we had this plan of, of eventually getting a, a television, but we weren't ready at the time. But I engaged in some conversation with him. And I was saying how I'd love to go with the Samsung LED. That was kind of where my heart was. And he said, well, you know what? Don't get stuck on Samsung. Consider LG. In, in his opinion, the displays are better. He says they make better televisions than Samsung. I'm not overly impressed with Samsung, though. Oh, really? Um, I think... I think really? their high-end stuff is pretty good, but I think their low-end stuff is, is rubbish. Oh, really? Because uh, I like Samsung yeah. Well, Sony. Sony has a decent amount of input. Like, often on the lower-end TVs, you only get, like, one one auxiliary input, especially in, like, the Samsungs and the, the cheaper models. Sony's, you often get four, and their picture quality is fantastic. Oh, look, I've nev- never liked Sony. Really? I, I n- never liked Sony. I've heard stories of uh, unreliability, you know, lack of reliability. And also, I'm one of these people that, although you could argue Samsung's going this way, I don't really trust companies too much or I don't don't, um, trust their product quality from companies that make lots of different things. It's it's more Samsung's the biggest company in the world, I think, as far as Yeah, but I don't know if they've got as wide a range as Sony. Sony make a far wider Uh, range, I believe. I think Samsung. I mean, Samsung make components as well. Like they make all of the pictures. They make all the picture screens for Sony. They make the controllers for hard drives. They make a ridiculous amount of. You'll be surprised. Oh, well, I'm talking consum- how much stuff. Yeah, Samsung yeah no, no, no. But I was meaning consumer devices. I think I think Sony have a far oh. wider range. They've they've got the PlayStation. They've got televisions. They've got they had VC uh, VHS players. They've got DVD players. They've got yeah. projectors. They've got what else? Computers and laptops. They I don't know. I. I'd, I'd but then probably. you think about I mean, there's TVs, VCRs, stereos, Blu-ray players, cell phones. Samsung's got a bucket load of cell phones on the market, tablets, 
I'd say they they I I agree with you. Sony make a hell of a lot and a wide range. But I'd say Samsung's getting there. Mm, you might be right. I mean, same, yeah, I guess Samsung is he- definitely heading that way. Maybe they are on par. Mm. But I've never been fond of Sony all the same. Oh, fair enough. I mean, it's but, a, that's yeah. personal preference, isn't what, it? Well, what's your television, by the way? What brand is it? It's a Sony. It, oh, that is a Sony? And you're happy with it? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's lovely. I love it. I mean, admittedly, it's plugged into my computer. The TV's turned on. It's turned off. It doesn't really do anything else. But the picture quality is fantastic. Okay. It's, Really nice. Cool. And but it's not curved. No. No, it's not curved. <laughs> and it's not curved the right way either. Anyway, um look, let's end it let's end it there, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for co hosting episode two hundred and thirty two with me. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Excellent. It's been it's it's been a blast. Excellent. Thank you very much for listening. See you again next week. Till then, take care everyone. Goodbye.